Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you've got a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Please cast your vote for the show on Podcast Alley, podcastalley.greatdetectives.net. And become a fan of the show on Facebook, facebook.greatdetectives.net, and vote how we on how we'll uh, do advertising. Go to facebook.greatdetectives.net. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with a comment off of Podcast Alley. Uh, I, uh, this one comes, uh, he says, I like the old-time radio shows, especially Pat Novak. I am an English teacher, and I like the banter with Jocko. Too bad there are no English classes, at least on a high school level, that explores Novak's discourses. You know, I think there there really is some great literary value in uh, the way Pat Novak is written. It, it would be an intriguing study. I don't know if high school level, but there's always um, somebody could start a communicate, uh, community education course. Um, or one place you can go and you can actually start a class to teach anything um, is universalclass.com. Um, that wasn't an advertisement. I don't, I don't get anything on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be a very intriguing study. Pat Novak is literature. Because I, I think that in terms of... Um, the radio detective shows, it's right up there in Philip Mar- uh, with Philip Marlowe in terms of the artistry of it. So, And, and maybe in some ways even a cut above. All right, well, we're going to get into, uh, pre- uh, prepare to introduce you, uh, you to tonight's program in just a moment. But first, a word. Your ad could be here, and you could share your product, service, or website with our ever-growing audience. We've opened up advertising to small business people around the world with an ad campaign starting at as little as $20. For more information, visit advertising.greatdetectives.net. Or if you want to be a non-commercial sponsor by dedicating the show to a relative or reminding us the important work of a charity, go to sponsor.greatdetectives.net. For more information. And now let's go ahead and we'll get into today's show. This is the day, it's, it's kind of bittersweet. It's our last episode of Pat Novak for Hire in Existence. Little Jake uh, Siegel. Um, and I'm, I apologize in advance. The quality of the audio is, uh, it's probably about the, at about the lowest level that I would consider playing it. I, I, uh, but it was the best we could find. Um, and I and it's like I said, the last of Pat Novak. So I think uh, fans will bear with us as we uh, go ahead and play this uh, last episode. This one I think is particularly good uh, because, in a way, it it's somewhat uh, stunning in old time radio. You know, as you just listen to the content of most old time radio shows. Um, you can't really tell was this epi- uh, just by listening. Well, it was this episode towards the beginning of the run, towards the middle, um, or towards the end. Um, uh, they didn't do the big season finale. And as a kid, I grew up with that. Uh, when I'd watch shows in the 80s and 90s, you would have the big season finale 
where something dramatic would happen, something shocking, something really, really different that would give you a sense of the character uh, that perhaps you had never uh, seen before and would leave you one or more for next season. Well, this episode of Pat Novak for Hire is really the first great season finale that I'm aware of. Um, in uh, radio with something dramatic that um, that just makes you wonder what's next season going to be like. Uh, of course, it was written as a season finale. It turned out to be a series finale thanks to the success of Dragnet. And you'll get to. And by the way, if you have our app, you can listen to the Dragnet episode that aired the same day. Um, or aired the day before this last episode of Pat Novak aired. Um, but this, this is a phenomenal episode from a dramatic standpoint. I just hope that we do eventually get a better quality recording out there. But be prepared for uh, some, some diff- audio difficulties, but I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I will warn you, the end is clipped, so you miss a few seconds of the closing um, dialogue, but it doesn't, it, it, you don't really miss on understanding the story. So we're going to go ahead and play for you the last episode of Pat Novak for Hire, Little Jake Siegel. <laughs>
was a little before 8.30 when I sat at the desk to Father Lady's parish church. I figured the services were over, so I hung around in the vestibule for a couple of minutes, trying to look like a part-time bell ringer. The last few people straggled out, and then an older boy came out and gave me the high sign. He was a clean, Irish-looking little kid with a face the size of a minute and just about as young. You, Mr. Novak, sir? Yeah, that's right. You the lookout? I'm an older boy, Mr. Novak. My name's Jake Sinkoff. Little first father called me. Yeah. Well, where's father right now, Jake? Back in the doctor's room, Mr. Novak. Before I see the word inside me. No, this will do. I'll wait right here. No, sir, Mr. Novak. I'm Charles. Father's supposed to be sure and bring me inside. Okay, little Jake, lead the way. I didn't tell you to bring your friends. 
If you've got any private fights with those waterfront hoods, that's your business. But don't bring your beast into the trip. And I tell you, I never saw the guy before. I don't know anything about it. He was shooting at you when he hit little Jake, wasn't he? What else am I supposed to think? Yeah. We'll find him later, then. Nothing else for you to me, Patsy. I like you better without the temper, Father. And I like you better before your hands got dirty, Patsy. I warned you about that waterfront crowd, the cheap thugs, the cheap women. I told you, Patsy, roll around in dirt long enough and some of it's bound to stick to you. Got it all over your face and your hands, and it's working inside the Patsy. It's working in deep. At the end of the sermon, Father, I tried to warn you, but you had a figure. The figure this one, Patsy. There's a nine-year-old kid on his way to the morgue. He stepped in front of a bullet and saved your life. Now go ahead. Figure. Yeah, I will, Father. But you better be on call when I catch up with the guy. He's going to have a lot of praying to do. Find his own way back. 
Why tempt the fate? It's much more practical to buy off your destiny with a good fist of Irish whiskey. You are so jabber? Yes, yes. What kind of trouble this time? Three gentles from the east. They're shooting up the town and I'm running front for their murder rap. Perhaps you are not plead guilty. The rest might do you good. Somebody shot a 90-year-old kid, an older boy. Oh. Where did that happen? In Father Lady's church. The judge was took loose for somebody else and started shooting. Problem's getting bigger, Patsy. What am I supposed to do? I want you to check on a guy by the name of Mike Quinlan. Also a girl, Sally Kimball. Tag that examiner in the Chronicle Morgue and load around the horse parlors on Eddie Street, will you? Find out everything you can. Well, all right, Patsy, but you've broken up a beautiful party. You've disillusioned me about Queen Isabella here, and I've suddenly grown dreadfully thirsty again. Let's have four or five for the road, shall we? Well, Jocko, we haven't got time. Well, only if you say so, Patsy. But every time I leave the hallowed confines of a bar room, I'm a poor pilgrim caught up in the vices of the crass everyday world. A tattered orphan leaning disconsolately against the bitter winds of chance, tossed and buffeted about endlessly by the cruel storms of fortune. By the way, I need carfare. All right, here, half a buck. But Patsy, refresh me. Later, now get going, will you, Jocko? Where can I find you? I'm going to check by my office, and I'm going to see Father Lady. Well, as soon as he mentions taking the pledge, that's your cue to leave. Good night, lover. When I left Jocko, I caught a cab downtown, and on the way, I started hunting for just a piece of the answer. But all I got was questions. Who were the three gentles, and what was the stuff they were after? Mike Quinlan, where did he fit in? And that dead girl in my apartment, who did she belong to? Then the zeros were piling up faster than flies on donuts when the cab pulled up for a stop on a 16th and mission, and a little guy with a worried mouth and a loud sports shirt jumped in. His lips were wound around a phony kind of smile, like a head waiter just before he hands you the check for a big party. <laughs> it's okay, driver, we're friends. You got a name? Jake when he went quiet in that church. 
Well, when I got close to a phone, I paid off the caddy and I put in a call to Jocko. I called Newton at the examiner morgue and he said that Jocko had just left, so I called Bruin. I asked for the guy who was drinking the cheapest whiskey in the tallest glass. Jocko Madison speaking. This is Novak. How'd you make out? Let me tell you about these massive newspaper men down here. Men of high birth patterns, true breeding. They like Scotch almost as much as I do. What'd you find out about Quinlan? My Eddie Street informant tagged him as an ex-contact. Sent up for armed robbery in 1940 and paroled about two weeks ago from Joliet. Quinlan had a few dealings with a man named Lutz Sandell. From what I can gather, Quinlan's supposed to have taken the rap with Sandell and his brother. What else? Quinlan's a local boy out of Bernal Heights. He has a sister, Patsy. She belongs to Sandell. She's probably the only sales girl in town with a six-room apartment in the best part of the marina. You get the address? Bayview Towers, down at the foot of Fillmore Street. Sounds good. Maybe she has a friend. Is he getting anything else on Sandell? The Turk Street set tells me he's out here to set up a slot machine route. I gather he's the pushy type. Thanks, Jocko. I'll see you at the apartment. Oh, Patsy, on your way home, pick up something for dinner at the delicatessen, will you? There's stuff in the icebox. Fix yourself a sandwich. Patsy, dinner without bourbon is life without hope. I'll borrow from the neighbors. Good night, lover. <laughs> Why'd you do it? 
The lies you and Sandell, you promised me. And you told me. Jim, uh, we got somebody here to go. That's that order, boy, huh? Got it once, come back. It's tough for the second time. There's no second time, Jeff. <laughs> Next broker. That's your passage? 
Over here, Father. On the chest. Hello, Inspector. Father? This the man, Pastor? Grandfather, that's him. I'll pray for him, Pastor. Why was it, Father? He wasn't worth it. They said the same thing about two men on a hill in Calvary. the end when he was just uh, hammering that guy. Uh, it was really a, a change of character in his whole motivation. Wow. I, I think this, this was just an amazing episode and a good way to end the, the season uh, by Richard Breen and Jack Webb and a, a decent way to uh, even end the series in retrospect. Well, I um, of course, Pat Novak's done, so what are we going to air next? We're going to do Johnny Madero. I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Johnny Madero, Pier uh, 23. It's a show that aired in 1947. Um, in between, um, uh, and it's very, very similar, and I'm understating it, um, to, uh, uh, to, uh, to Pat Novak for hire. So it'll be somewhat... Uh, similar. Uh, of course, there are only two episodes of that show in existence. So, uh, in three weeks, we'll be uh, uh, switching over to Jeff Regan Investigator, which at first uh, starred Jack Webb as well. So, that's what our show uh, schedule looks like. Uh, we got a few more comments to get to, and then we'll wrap up today's program. Dreis's comment on Facebook says, Adam, I love the show. The mix of better-known series is great, especially the good, strong presence of Pat Novak for hire. But I have a special request, maybe kind of hard to find. There was a show based on Mickey Spillane's character, Mike Hammer, called That Hammer uh, Guy. Any chance we'll hear any of that show? Well, thanks for the comment, Dross. Um, in answer to the question, um, there's a chance. I'm, I'm still kind of mulling over how I... Uh, 
feel about, about the series. I've listened to a couple episodes. One, uh, one episode made me feel like, yes, this, this, this sounds like this could be an interesting series. Another kind of made me feel like, um, uh, like maybe not. But I, I, I will definitely listen to a, a few more. The audio quality is also a little bit off on that. So I, I want to be sure it's going to be a really good show. Um, if um, if if it's going to be a struggle to find good audio, but yeah, well, I'm definitely going to give that some consideration. Uh, it's interesting the Mike Hammer series uh, because Mike Hammer, as he was written by Mickey Spillane, there was no way that character would work on the radio. It was like Dirty Harry without a badge. Um, but they really, uh, it's somewhat remarkable to hear how they uh, cleaned him up quite a bit for uh, the radio. Um, but whether they can get it, whether they got it to work sufficiently, I'm still trying to measure. So, all right, and one more comment from Podcast Alley, and it's just a simple, great series. Uh, thanks for your support.